Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Ask a Death Doula. I am thrilled to bring you Christiane Wolf. Christiane Wolf is an award winning, best selling author of seven books. That is amazing. She has been a healer and health mentor for over 30 years and runs regular healing retreats and online memberships from her home in Algarve, Portugal. Thank you for being here. The Healing State, this is the book we are going to talk about. This book is so beautiful. I'll get into it in just a minute, and then we're going to ask questions. Took her three years to write and design, and it is all about healing, and it is time for our world to heal. Christiane, welcome to Ask a Death Doula. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Suzanne. I'm really, really excited to be on the call with you today. Yes, me too. So I want to start out by sharing this book is so well done and so beautiful. As I go through it, um, and, and you know, I'm a connoisseur. I, I really know this space as far as the teaching goes, and we're going to talk about health and wellness. But how you <clears throat> put every detail in this book of photographs and illustrations and the education is phenomenal. So I just, I love it. I love reading it. I love just picking up and going to a section and it just has such great energy. So thank you so much for writing this book. Oh, thank you, Suzanne. That's exactly the response that I wanted people to have. You know, I want to, even if you have no energy to read, which, you know, if you're in that frame of mind where you feel rock bottom and you 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 need picking up you need your energy picking up even if you can't commit to um even wanting to heal just flicking through the book I just want I, you know I just want it to make people feel safer and know that they're supported and that there is healing energy even just that just flicking through it because we are healed by color we are healed by visuals you know there is energy yeah. within that in itself. Okay, we're going to get into that because I love, um, there's just pearls all over almost every everything I open to, like I just opened to surrendering also is forgiving. And so like, there's just, you're right. Like any anywhere somebody flips on and looks at a, a picture and the page, there's just wisdom and value, which I love. And it does feel really supportive and safe. So let's start if we may, and it's so interesting because people know me as the you know pioneer of the death doula movement and, and talking about death, but I'm talking about life. And death mm -hmm. is our greatest teacher about life. And it's all about, for me, what is this life's journey about and how do we make the most out of it? And that's where the healing, right, comes in. So I wanna ask you first, how did you start on your path of being a healer? Mm, wow, good question. <laughs> um, I think at a very, very young age, I knew, I mean, I was brought up in a very strong Catholic family. I went to convents and went to church every day at school and, you know, every Sunday in the family. So I was very much brought up with the, 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 the spiritual teachings, but I didn't necessarily connect with everything I was taught. And um I remember as early as eight years old, I joined a school and it was a new convent. And I just remember having this spiritual conversation at the bottom of the playground. Um, and, you know, people thought it was a bit odd. I thought I was a bit odd, but I was just 
drawn to do that, you know, to know that I can ask a question and receive answers. And then um, it wasn't till a few years later, so I used to do sort of healing on myself and healing on my animals. And I very much felt I received healing from animals. And also I was always in nature, climbing trees, feeling healing from the trees, communicating with the trees. And um, it wasn't until I was late teens, I went on holiday in the Algarve and I was with my granny. And I talk about this in the book and it was a really strange day. Um, I picked up this book in her house called The Naked Ape by Desmond Morris. And it's a, it's a, it's a really amazing book about nothing to do with healing, but it's just a book about how animals in nature behave very differently to captive animals. And it was talking, one of the chapters was about the octopus and how incredibly intelligent the octopus is and how it can solve intricate mazes and, um, and then my granny said, oh, we're going to go for a walk. We're going to go to the beach. And to go to the beach, you had to walk across this very long bridge that we called the Rickety Rackety Bridge. Mm-hmm. And my granny was this amazing lady who was quite spiritual, but also very glamorous. So she had a gold turban on and gold high heels. And she was trotting along the bridge. And, um, and I, and I, this bridge went over something called the Ria Formosa in Portugal. And it was like a river that, that ran to the sea and, and I suddenly saw this octopus. I was like, oh my God, I have never seen an octopus before. Um, I don't think they're normally in this river. And I've just read about it. So I was like, oh, granny, granny, I've just seen this octopus. I've just read about it. This is amazing. And I was really euphoric. You know, I really felt incredible in my energy. And then I attracted a crowd. Everyone was like, wow, look at that octopus swimming and dancing and all its amazing glory. And then one of the, the people in the crowd jumped off the bridge, got a branch and bopped it on the head. And that was their dinner. And it was such a kind of shock from being in this euphoria to like, oh, I've just literally killed that octopus because I attracted the crowd to it. And I, it was so sort of devastating for me that I then jumped in the sea and I was like, what do I do with this energy? I feel really... Um, upset but also charged and it and it was a it was a strange feeling and, and I just had this overwhelming energy within me like you have to transmute this energy you have to turn it into something positive and so I got I got out to sea and I and I went to my granny and I said I feel this weird magnet energy in my hand I'm being told to transmute it and she said well why don't you try to heal my knee dear <laughs> and it really went from there um I then you know this was I was in my late teens then and in my 20s I learned Reiki I you know became a master master Reiki and I I I felt it was very important to learn a practice because just doing it myself I wasn't protecting myself I wasn't setting boundaries and yeah you know I I really love that 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 is a really um intense and and teaching story but it's interesting because with the work that I do with those at the end of life, we see so much of the non-physical reality of who we are, right? So we know that that non-physical energy is people's physical bodies are diminishing, their spiritual bodies growing. So this is organically at the end of life. And so they get at a certain point, their spiritual eyes, their spiritual wisdom. There's things that happen in the room, loved ones who've died already come back to cross them over. It is so validated and happens so often. And now physics is talking about the validation of that. But for the most part in our world, we don't 
live with that awareness that there's a non-physical part of us and energy and, and healing and thoughts and all of that go along with it. And I feel like that story that you told obviously started out so beautifully and then did have that painful part of it. But isn't that almost like our world in general, where we go through these beautiful experiences, but also very heavy and painful ones. And I think that that is all meant to be as part of our evolution growth of who we are. So thank you for that. You had that innate journey. And then you really got into uh, being a healer and teaching, but I really love that you brought in the holistic mindset, like the four bodies of energy. And I would like to talk to you a little bit about food and our spiritual growth, because this really does come up for me. And I think that I relate to people sometimes when we talk about spiritual fasting, what happens with when we detox the body and how what we put into our body directly affects our mindset, the way things function, which really affects our energy in general. So not just from a, um, a healthy physical person, but like the whole spectrum of our being is a huge part of, of the food that we eat. Can you, can you share a little bit about what you've learned there and like that journey? Uh, it's so I would love to. Yeah, I would absolutely love to. It's not a question I get asked very often. So thank you for asking that because it's so important. Um, so I'm qualified in nutrition and fitness and, you know, I went on a, a, a journey in my business of being an aerobics instructor a personal trainer yoga teacher and, and so on lots of different facets of health and wellness um and what I have I mean I I had a lot of health issues as a child so I had to go on my own healing journey with with nutrition and um mm -hmm. mindset work but what I've really found with my clients over the years and what I've learned through uh, many different courses, but also much anecdotal evidence I've consumed from training clients, is that there are certain foods that really help you heal. And there are certain foods that really mess with your nervous system, um, your digestion, your stress, uh, your sleep. And it's very difficult to heal and have a spiritual heightened state if you are having the wrong side of what the healing foods are. And they are your typical sugar, caffeine, alcohol, drugs, you know, um, in excess. Everybody is different on the spectrum of how much they can handle. Um, but there is no getting away from it. Sugar, caffeine and alcohol affect your nervous system, you know, and they will, they speed up your heart rate. Mm -hmm. They send you into fight, flight or freeze. Mm -hmm. um, so then you have to do extra work to bring yourself back down again. You have to do extra work to ground yourself. You have to do extra, you have to, just by consuming sugar, your body needs extra magnesium. It needs extra vitamins because your body actually can't cope with it so it's it's having to um consume all those nutrients within you so um it's really so important now some people can get away with it more than others some people have a much higher constitution than others some people don't like you know i had a lot of uh, problems as a child with my bladder so i was on a lot of antibiotics that's affected 
how sensitive I am to certain foods. Mm-hmm. But then you've got on the other spectrum, you've got the most amazing healing foods. Um, you know, you've got um, cacao, you've got phytonutrients, you've got um, polyphenols. You, you, your gut microbiome is a whole entity within itself. And so if your gut microbiome is stimulated and um, is fed the right food, it's going to make you flourish and make you heal. And then you can then, that's all done for you. So then you can focus on the more, I can't remember what your original question was, actually. No, I love it. (laughs) No, keep going, because this is so important, Christiane, because I, I don't think people understand that your gut, you know, they talk about it as the second brain. So your gut health, you know, I'm trying to give people in these podcasts and in teaching these things that they can implement and understand right away to make a huge shift in their life. And if one of the things, and I think that we really want to stay here for a minute is gut health, because if people understood that your gut health is dependent again on, you know, I kind of think of it as a garden, like the weeding and the nutrients at the same time, like what you put into there to have this ecosystem that's healthy, but it's responsible for your hormone development um, people don't understand that it's, it's responsible for absorbing your vitamins and minerals. Um, so if your gut is not healthy and it also, there was a, there's a, uh, in Cork, Ireland, there is an Institute called the microbiome Institute that did a study on mice and they did a study on mice where they literally fed them certain bacteria for their gut. And it influenced the way that they thought the choices they made. And the same goes for us. And they made some really bad choices, like playing with with cats that the cats really wanted to have them as dinner. But this is the same with us. If we don't feed ourselves and give us not only for healing, but just for clarity and for direction, um, we're going on autopilot and we're usually going in a very bad direction. And I also just want to share about you mentioned foods that are healthy and, and, and supportive and then foods that aren't. I just want to share in the American diet for a minute because it's also the American, the Western diet has really infiltrated a lot of places in the world and not only just sugar and caffeine in those categories, but just the lack of vitamins and nutrients and artificial means of food, but also the carbohydrates, the simple carbohydrates, which break down to sugar. If people aren't aware and doing a proactive way of making sure they're getting what they need, they're surely not getting it. So if you're feeling awful, if you're having anxiety and depression and and fatigue, very much so, it could be the basis of your beautiful gut and the lack of health that's there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, the interesting thing with caffeine and alcohol, they're, they're, they're okay in their small amounts. The problem is they're all addictive. So it's very difficult to have them in moderation. Um, now, with my plan, I have a, a plan called the Body Rescue Plan, and we do 12 weeks kind of abstinence of those, and then we introduce them so that we can introduce them without being addictive, so you can have them um, without needing them. You have them for pure pleasure rather than, oh my God, I can't wake up without it. I can't go to sleep without it. Right. Um, But the the problem with sugar, caffeine and alcohol is that they give you a false sense of energy so you can rely on them for energy. So then you don't have your nutrients. You know, if you're waking up in the morning having caffeine, 
and then uh, that's fueling you. It's a false fuel because you're you're. Oh no. She'll be back. There you are, my love. Just unmute yourself. You just popped off for a minute. Sorry about that. I cut off. Um, yeah, so so with sugar, caffeine, and alcohol, the, the problem with having them all the time is that you don't then have the nutrients you need because you rely on them for energy rather than having pure energy in foods. And if you have pure energy in foods, like if you wake up in the morning and have a green smoothie, yeah. your, your body is satisfied, doesn't need the artificial stuff. But going back to um, your gut microbiome, uh, there's so much new research coming out and it's so fascinating. And they, they really didn't know the, the, the vast um, complexity on how important your gut microbiome is. So 70% of your serotonin is made in your gut. Mm -hmm. And serotonin is your feel-good hormone. And serotonin is the hormone that people tend to lack in when they're depressed. And they, you know, if you have antidepressants, that's giving yeah. you an artificial boost of serotonin. Um, but actually, the problem with that is that antidepressants can really mess with your gut microbiome. So the yeah. first port of call if you're feeling depressed is to try and influence a stronger microbiome because that will make you produce more serotonin naturally. Um, and the way you do that, it's really, really simple. It's so simple. First of all, consume more good bacteria. So you can do that by having kefir, kombucha, kimchi, pickles, um, what else? Uh, it, uh, fermented foods. So certain fermented foods will, you'll consume the good bacteria. You can also buy probiotics um, to, you know, from your chemist or from your health food shop, you can buy them in tablet form. Now that's just one part of the equation because people do that and they think, okay, I'm fine now. That's great, you're putting good bacteria into your body, which is you know, flourishing your microbiome, but your good bacteria need feeding. So then we need to have um, prebiotics, which are foods that our good bacteria eat. And they typically are fibrous foods, so plant-based foods. Yeah. But your good bacteria in particular really love polyphenols. And polyphenols are um, in certain fiber. I mean, all fiber is, is great. Um, vegetables and fruit in particular, nuts and seeds as well. Um, so if you make sure that a lot of your diet is full of plant, you're going to be feeding the, the microbiome. Yeah. Love it. So those are such good tips. Um, you know, for me, I'm a registered nurse and I've really from very early on put together that there has to be a common denominator with the uh, uptick in Alzheimer's disease and also with autism. So at the and it's interesting, the beginning of life and the end of life. And I, I, you know, was noticing, I was doing a lot of cesarean sections at one point when I was a nurse. And I thought, you know, babies are meant to come out the, the vaginal canal, which is their first introduction to being uh, protected with the mother's microbiome. And when we do 
The C-sections, they're born into a sterile environment, so they have no protection. And the breastfeeding from mothers, which again, these numbers are down dramatically, is another way that people, the babies build their immunity. And because of those two things, I think there's, we're seeing the uptick in autism. And then on the other side of the spectrum, our beautiful elders who are living very long, right, at this point, don't have what they need, and it's affecting their brain health with Alzheimer's. It's just an interesting thing how the microbiome, again, is so vital to not only health in the spectrums, but to every single day of your life. So we are women of a certain age, and that's a wonderful thing, but we want to be women of a certain age that feel our best all the time, right? That have the energy and that, you know, don't have aches and pains or as many as possible and just have clarity of mind. So let's talk about the healed state. I love this book so much. And when I'm going through it, it's interesting because it looks like it's broken down into categories that you have outlined that almost seem to me as the human state, the challenges that we go through as we are evolving and then we become conscious and then we really be, can become healed and almost super conscious where we're connected in that beautiful um unconditional one energy that, that people talk of that consciousness. So can you tell me about how you started uh, this idea to write this book and then what this book is about? Cause it's just wonderful. Well, thank you, Suzanne. Um, yeah, just quickly, you were talking about Alzheimer's. Um, when I did the research for this book, I came across, uh, it's called the Indian gooseberry and you can get amla powder um, Alzheimer's is now referred to as type 3 diabetes because right. it's very much affected by your blood sugar levels. And um, amla powder, there's been lots of scientific studies done on it. And you will be back. She is pop. There you are. Okay, continue on. When we have people from around the world, sometimes the internet, depending on where they are. So she will go back. Uh, she'll be back. She's talking about how Alzheimer's is thought about now and considered in a category of, of uh, diabetes type three. Here she is. We are admitting. She is coming back on. This is our guest from Portugal. So yes, here we are. She is connecting. Um, and that's what happens when we work with people from all over the world. It's all good. So I was just filling them in again, how we were talking about the type three diabetes now being categorized Alzheimer's because it's so prevalent and it's related to sugar. And you were talking about an amazing powder. Yeah, amla powder. Um, uh, there's been a lot of research done. It's actually from the Indian gooseberry. And there's been a lot of research to show that's very good for balancing blood sugars and very good for people with Alzheimer's for your memory. And actually, since I've been taking it, I've really noticed my short term memory massively improving. I would always lose my keys on my phone every day, or my purse, you know, just every day, hopeless like saying to my husband, Robbie, where's my phone, where are my keys? And I'm not anymore. So anyway, um, it just wanted to quickly say that. Yes, yeah, so the Healed State, I started writing the Healed State in 2020 and I wrote it in the first lockdown that we had around April. And I wrote it because I really 
felt that people needed to know they could still heal themselves. You know, everybody was full of fear. Everybody was blaming everyone. There was huge polarity of opinion. And I was just like, oh, man, I really want everyone to know that they have this incredible vessel that they live in. Yes. You know, because what I, what I saw people do was, okay, they, they were in lockdown. They were scared to get coronavirus or COVID, but they then started having a lot more alcohol, a lot more junk food. They were much more stressed. They were much more sedentary, but they were scared of getting ill, you know, and it's like, okay, well, why don't you use this opportunity to build your immune system? Now it's easy, easier said than done because people were scared. So it was really, it really stemmed from there. I want people to know they can heal their bodies in so many different ways and in, in very easy ways. Like I just explained, want to improve your gut microbiome have a little bit of good bacteria and feed that bacteria it's just, you know very simple yeah. um so i put it into seven stages of healing and uh i can talk about the seven stages of healing if you want or how would you like me to <laughs> dissect this book we could do this for all day long because i absolutely yeah. love it so we have the seven stages which is wonderful but let's and let's let people know that there are stages that they can absolutely go into i want to hone into a couple of key points I love the fact that you said that you have what you need to heal yourself. Yeah. And I need people to hear that because there is an over medication problem with how we usually do things. And I'm sure it's in many other countries, definitely in the United States. And one of the things that I found so ironic in, as a hospice nurse is that when people come on hospice services, which is end of life services, we take away all the medications on their medication list that are not directly related to comfort for end of life. And guess what happens? They tend to get better. And when I mean better, they tend to have more clear mind and then they're getting up a little bit more. And it's just so crazy how these interact because your body is built to heal itself given the right circumstances, nutrients, state of where you are, all of it in the holistic way. Um, and when we just jump to medications, and believe me, I understand that they're they're wonderful when we need them, but we need to use them intelligently, yeah. not just as first line of defense. So I love that you said you can heal yourself because you really can. Now, that being said, there are a lot of obstacles that we have in front of us, meaning the food source, which is supposed to be your major source of vitamins and minerals, usually isn't because we, ha we have to look at what we're eating. So we have to make good choices. And not only that, but the soil in which we are growing our food has dramatically shifted because we're not taking care of the earth. So the earth doesn't have the richness anymore. So it's, it's this, this uh, ripple effect. So we have to do that. Um, be mindful again of supplementing. So that's beautiful. I want to talk about forgiveness because you have a section in here about forgiveness. And to me, forgiveness is just about everything with our evolution of our learning and our growth and our healing. And I'm going to say one thing, and then I'm going to hand it over to you. When we, we've studied spontaneous recoveries at the end of life, people have had, you know, end of life diagnoses and, and serious things. When you look at the studies of what you call spontaneous recovery, there's a common denominator in them. And the common denominator is forgiveness. And I also, I know it's super powerful. And so, and also when I was in Thailand in 2019, I was able to do 14 trainings all over the country. And one of the last places that I trained doula givers in is this temple that people would go for end of life. And I sat in circles with patients and families and patients would say that this was the happiest being in this temple that they've ever been in their life. Now, many of them were dying. 
they said there's four modalities that they use to treat them. Number one was <laughs> taking out all the sugar and processed, taking that out and having a plant-based diet, doing yoga, doing meditation and doing forgiveness and the release of energy. And so this is something, and I'm handing it to you now. This is something that I tell people because it comes up at the end of life that you and I can utilize in our life today. And it can make the complete change of our energy and where we are going with our, not only with our journey, but every day feeling lighter and happier and more on point back to you. Oh yeah. Amazing. I love that. Um, yeah, I, re- I wrote a quote in the book. I can't remember it exactly, but I, I think it some- goes something like being angry at someone is like holding a hot piece of coal and expecting them to be burnt. Yep. You're the one that. Yep. Um, it, it's so, so the way I approach this book is that I wanted to talk about um, all the kind of spiritual journey I've been on, but also. You know, in religions and spirituality, there's a lot of things that we're taught with no scientific backup. And I, I, what I've really done with this book is put East meets West. Here's the science behind this, but here's what we've known for thousands of years anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, there's been really incredible studies on forgiveness where people have healed so much more quickly when they've chosen to forgive. I, I talk about a study on some people with AIDS and they're, you know, the ones that chose to forgive the person that gave them AIDS um, either improved their health or even fully recovered. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's lots of studies on people who spontaneously get better from diseases that should kill them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so forgiveness is paramount and anger as well. And altruism also is um, a really, really important aspect of healing. So there's one study I talk about where they just got two groups of people and they said to them, OK, you volunteer and you get paid. And the, the, the people who volunteered had a higher immunity than the people who got paid just yep. by the acting altruistic. Um, so there's so many different ways that our mindset can affect uh, our healing process, but forgiveness is a, is massive. And forgiveness doesn't mean that you are letting somebody off or you're, or you're condoning somebody's behavior. It means that you're letting it go from you. It's not stuck to you anymore. You know, um, there's, there's, there's a really beautiful Hawaiian mantra that you probably know, which is, uh, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you. And I find that a really helpful one to use. I actually, throughout this book, I have meditations that you can do as, as part of the stages, the seven stages of healing in it. And, um, that's just one of the meditations I have. It's very simple. You just listen to those words or you say those words, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you. But it's, you can get consumed with anger, can't you? And resentment. And it's just a way of processing it out um the other thing that you were saying about you know you were saying that people can get better when they forgive is um i talk a lot about the placebo effect as well do you want to go there sure yeah yeah yeah. Um, so i mean i'm sure as a nurse you've seen the effect of, of placebo and uh 
the placebo effect is just so fascinating. So for those of you who don't know, the placebo effect generally refers to somebody getting either a sugar pill or an actual pill and seeing, you know, so one group of people getting the sugar pill, one group of people getting the actual pill or whatever it is that can help with their potential disease and seeing, you know, what percentage of people recover. People will always recover with um, the placebo effect. There's always a percentage of people. It's normally mm-hmm. around sort of 30%, I think. Yeah. Um, so that's fascinating within itself. But um, there's also something called nocebo. And nocebo is when if, if you were to say to somebody who had cancer, right, I'm going to give you chemotherapy pill, pill it might give you side effects. And you, they don't tell you whether, it, you know, it's uh, because it's normally double blinded, which means that the person administering it doesn't even know if it's sugar or not. Um, but people's hair can fall out, you know, so you can actually have uh, what's called the nocebo effect of something happening to you because your your whole being thinks it's going to happen. So if your whole being thinks that your hair's going to fall out, your whole being can recover, can get better. Yes. So here. So I love this so much. So everything that your book entails is really all about energy and energy and all these different parts of us and also then the healing modalities to that. And I think let's let's really unpack what you just said about placebo and um, nocebo and all of that because your mind and the way we think is the most powerful energy that we have and it can make us sick, our thoughts, and it can make us well, our thoughts. And one example that I use about that is the um, post-traumatic stress disorder. So when somebody has a panic attack or something that's happened from a thought that is triggers or something that happened, your body does not know the difference. It goes into all the chemical reactions as if it's happening right now. So the power of your mind is can change your chemical structure. And we can use this reality to heal and to proactively. And I love that when you said, please forgive me, I'm sorry, because this is rewiring, you know, our subconscious and what we're doing to get, send that message to ourselves, which then frees us to be at an elevated frequency so that we are now getting inspired ideas, connected, joyful, that kind of thing relating. And isn't that, to me, that's the goal of this human journey is to almost undo the human part and get back to that pure soul being and then contribute. And I love that you mentioned that because being of service without attachment is, is the best thing we could possibly do is just follow what your heart and it's not to be paid and it's not for accolades. It's just to be so rich, so rich what you have here. And I love this book because it really gives people a step-by-step plan on how to do that in each one of those areas. And then also I do love that you validated and shared the science behind it because in a way, I feel sad that sometimes we need that as people, but I also think that it really helps for people to understand the power behind the practice if there is some data behind it, if that's what they need. And you've given it all in this book. So well, well done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, some people do need that, don't they? They need the validation. And um, one way I explain placebo as well, because some people can think, oh, how can your mind possibly improve your body, you know? 
But if you were to think about it in reverse, if I was to say to you, okay, how, if I was to say to you, I will give you a million pounds if you can spontaneously make yourself really unwell, what would you do? And we know what to do. We think bad thoughts, we eat bad foods, (laughs) we don't wash, we consume really negative content, we watch, you know, horrible movies, we surround ourselves with horrible people, we'll be in a polluted environment. We know what to do. We know how to get ourselves really unwell. So if we know how to get ourselves really unwell, we know how to get ourselves well. (laughs) It's just, yeah. We do. And I love that because, and it's sad that a lot of the things that you said, I'm like, oh, that's available. That's kind of how we live. You know, you just have to turn on the news or go on social media and there's so much uh, heaviness and anger out there. And you're right. If we just looked in the other direction and surround ourselves in a happy environment with good thoughts, with healthy, and it starts with us, right? So I love the healed state because I always talk about us as individuals, but looking at the world and and the kind of the chaos that we're looking at out there. And it starts with us as individuals doing our own work and healing ourselves, because when we do, then we do heal the world. So my beautiful friend, you are doing such a huge part on that. So can you please tell people how they can get in touch with you, get the healed state and also the other things you offer? Absolutely. Yes. Um, Shall I give you a link to offer people? I'll put the, yeah, you can, I'll put it down below. So yes, if you'd like to, we can do that. Yeah. Um, My website's thebodyrescueplan.com, but I will give a a special link for for the book. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, great. So we'll have that special link for the book down below. Check out her website, check out this book. It's beautiful. And I know that so many of us are ready to heal. It's time we're being called to. So thank you for being a leader and helping us do that. Christiane Wolf. Thank you for being a guest on Ask a Death Doula. I adore you. I can't wait to see you again. Oh, thank you, Suzanne. So lovely. (laughs) All right, everyone. So again, this was The Healed State on Ask a Death Doula. Thank you so much. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.